0: back to a brand new episode of Colorful Lies presented by State Farms. If this is your first time tuning in, well, thank you for joining us. I am Angela Yee, and with me, as always, is my money team. Money team, check in.
1: I'm Aminatu So and I am Millennial Money Expert Tanya Rapley
0: of My Fat Finance of My
1: Fat Finance. <laughs> yes, don't forget that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you to everybody who came out and showed us love at Essence Fest a couple of weeks back. We had a great time. Oh my god, Essence is this is always it a joy. It was so fun. The best part really is interacting with everybody cuz there's a yes. lot of people who listen to Colorful Lies and we appreciate y'all, but it's really great to get to speak with you in person.
1: Yes, and to eat the food with y'all cuz the food. Oh my god, I love New Orleans for the food. Yeah, the
0: seasoning. I actually have to. Uh, diet for about a
1: month now. <laughs> I would say I can only do New Orleans twice, twice a year. Like, uh, maybe twice a year.
0: They don't have like a special salad or something that we no, can... No, <laughs> no. Salad? New Orleans? No, but it, was, a it definitely was wonderful. Gumbo salad or something?
1: Gumbo salad. Definitely was wonderful to connect <laughs> with some of you in person.
0: Well, you know how we always start. We have the accountability check-in. So, mm-hmm. let's check, 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 check in. I mean, not too. let's start with you.
2: I bought some running shoes. I see. Uh, I know look, look at how good they look They're like every color I saw them when you walked in I was uh, like Oh those are fancy Love them They're very comfortable Shmoney Run That's right For the Shmoney Run We're <laughs> starting sometime soon Yes on
0: Thursday Well yes We have actually already started So what The point of the whole running team Is that we meet once a month Right And then we all break off Into smaller groups Or on our own And continue to run At our own convenience And then when we meet back again Every month We've made some progress You know So I think like What really inspired me for As far as doing this running team was I had a um, one of my really good friends from college her mom was diagnosed with brain cancer mm. so we always do this run for um, voices against brain cancer mm. and she had never ran before and she had all kinds of asthma issues and you know she's smaller now than she's ever been even in like high school college and she runs and her asthma is like doesn't bother her at all anymore wow right so That's it was cool. something that she had never run in her entire life but running for this cause and then keeping it going and then realizing how great it made her felt And for myself, I never was big on running like that either. So, you know, it just is something that I feel like we need confidence to be able to do. Because at first... I was, like, embarrassed to go out and run with people that were, like, you know, people with crutches were running past me.
2: But you got to (laughs) build it up. That's going to be be me.
0: I'm
2: going to check in to tell you how my progress is going. And you can always come with me, you know, on our separate occasions, like I tell you. Don't you worry. I'm going to need the accountability. The the other thing that I've done is that I've gathered all of my tax information, all of my financial information, and I have a meeting this week with a realtor to talk about. Home buying? I'm so excited. I like I got all the paperwork together. I checked my credit score. Thank God it's still good. Yes. Everything is I like I'm gonna figure out how much house I can buy one day and you're gonna day. get pre-approved yes. yeah, gonna you get might pre-approved you would be surprised you know. I'm
0: so you know that excites me I'm excited that's yes. amazing I'm like, we'll, I'm like we'll see we'll see I so wanna we'll come see. look at houses too <laughs> I it's do fun, I love right? it it's come, fun come fun. look at
2: houses with me I'm gonna be so stressed out mm.
1: no it's so fun I guess on the house front so we reached we encountered a like a hurdle because mm-hmm. you know I'm glad I'm happy we're talking about entrepreneurship in this episode because last year we we filed our taxes. We went with someone who, Uh-oh. you know, gave us like all deductions that they could. And so now as entrepreneurs, we're going for our way to prove our income. And even though we made significantly more.
2: Uh, your income was smaller because yeah, of all the deductions, of all the deductions. And
1: so mm. we're kind of in that phase where do we want to amend his, my husband, it's particularly my husband's tax returns. So do we want to amend his tax returns? Do we want to wait till 2018 to file again? So we're, when I get back to Los Angeles, we're kind of working through that with our accountant to figure out what's best. So Mm -hmm. we're still pushing forward, but uh, yeah, there's a caveat to, you know, claiming as many deductions as you can, and it can come back to bite you, and it's biting us right
2: Sheesh. now. You know, I'm glad that you're talking about that, too, because it's such a reminder that everything, ha- you know, like, everything is long-term planning. Yep. So consequences. a decision that you made that in the time— To save money. It, like, was to save money is having consequences on a goal that you have later, and yeah. so— you know like I feel that way in the sense I'm like I'm gonna go get pre-approved but I know that for me to be comfortable with a deposit I'm probably it's not gonna happen this year mm-hmm. you know and so it's just it's like now every financial decision I make is in the yeah. I wanna buy a house in I next,
0: love like, that yeah. listen that I love that goal of it's wanting like, to buy a house cause I just house, know what that felt like and how awesome it was even though I made a lot of sacrifices yeah. knowing mm-hmm. what you're sacrificing for is amazing yeah. and like I said um, on the last episode actually going to look at houses when there's no pressure and yeah. it's not like I have to move my leases up. It's more like, okay, let me go and do my research cause yeah. and, you know, get you don't,
2: com- and get comfortable with the process. Right? It's yeah. so
0: different when you see houses online than when you actually go see them in person and have a realtor walking you through so and explaining right? everything to you. Oh and God. then, and you know, I think and this is so true. When, um, the realtor I actually ended up using, I walked into My house and she told me this. She said, you know, you'll just get a feeling some one time when you walk into a house and you feel like this is yours, you'll have a certain feeling that comes over you that you'll be like, Wow. So, you know, that did happen for me and Um, it was amazing and it actually did end up working out there were a couple of things you know that didn't work out at first but I think everything happened you know the way that it was meant to be and another thing I was going to say another piece of advice that I had was you don't have to look at the first house you buy as your only house look at it Mm -hmm. as your first house so if it's an investment and later on you know you'll be able to you know upgrade but it's a great investment look at it like that this doesn't have to be like
1: that's that's
0: how I was looking at it at first like this is my house for the rest of my life instead look at it like this is my first house it's
1: my starter home
0: mm-hmm. Okay. our building
2: block. I like it. Y'all are giving me confidence. You okay. got this. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. And um, for my yeah.
0: accountability check-in, I actually had a great meeting. I've been working on this um, docu-series that I want to do that I initiated that I've been actually investing my own time, money, and effort into. And it looks like I'm going to have a partner on it who's going to be excellent. Oh, so once everything gets confirmed, I'll let you guys know. But I just am um, glad that I actually started working on it, started filming it, um, got my team together, and now I might have a great partner to work on with me and went to L.A., had the meeting, you know. It's so important to invest into yourself and things Mm -hmm. that you want to do instead of waiting for somebody to come to you about something or saying, well, I want to do this, but I need to get the money first. Sometimes it's better to try to own something and be able to license it. So I'm learning all of those things, but, you know, that was really, really exciting for me, so...
1: I saw one of the subjects that we talked about, too, in your um, last time we were together. And I was just like, oh, that's one of the people that
0: telling me about. <laughs> okay, good kind All well, right, subject. That's a good sign. <laughs> well, we also received a ton of questions from our wonderful listeners. That's y'all. All last season using the hashtag, hashtag live colorful with that extra L at the oh. end. So this season, we are going to answer some of your questions as part of each episode. Now, this one is from Jessica Ennis at J.I. Beauty One, who wrote, I'm a nuance entrepreneur and I don't know where to start with preparing for taxes. How can I be a step ahead so I'm ready for tax
2: season? You're already a step ahead because you're thinking about it. Um, Taxes are really stressful when you're an entrepreneur. If Uh you're like me and you have your own LLC, you're filing tax paperwork pretty much once a month (laughs) at some point and then every quarter you're doing some sort of big lift and writing a check to the IRS. I look at Hiring a tax preparer as an investment in my business. I'm like, this is a good one. Yeah. I was like, like a really, I I'm really, 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 really happy with my accountant and my, my entire accounting team. But it took, it took a while. I talked to a lot of friends who ran their own businesses and you know, and it does cost money, but that's actually a deduction that you can take. So it's it's a good investment. And to have somebody who is an expert in the type of business that you have, because even with LLCs, yeah, there's different types. It's like, are you an S-Core? Are you a C corporation? Like, can you do your own payroll? Like all of that stuff. Right. It, it matters. Cause there
0: are things that if it's simple enough, you could do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's Online. some simple,
2: but yeah. it, it can be complex. Yeah, that, you, and, know, you know, the best, know. the best advice that somebody gave me when I was starting my business, honestly, was to have a separate bank account for all business expenses. You open that bank account, you have a credit card there, you have Mm -hmm. a debit card there, and then you don't commingle it with your own personal Mm -hmm. money. Because when tax time comes, they're going to ask you for everything and you're going to have to justify everything. But if everything is just one bank account... It's the easiest thing. I just print out every month my, my statements and I send them to, um, to the accountant. I also have uh, a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And so all of every single expense gets logged and it's so easy. It makes it so, so easy. And you just got to think about what your tax burden is and get into the habit of saving. I put 25% of every paycheck that I have just goes straight into like, this is the government money. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't even play with it because. You're, you are going to owe money. So whenever you get a check or you get everything, just remember, if it's over $600, mm-hmm. you have to pay taxes on it. And so getting in that habit of saving it all... Like, saving a chunk of it, whether it's 33% or 25%, is going to really, really save your ass oh my God, down the, the line. God, tax brackets.
1: Yeah, and just, like, any time that money is coming in, you know that taxes are going to be involved. Like, you know. <laughs> just just know. Right. It's not free money. I didn't just get a check for $5,000, oh, no. and that's it. It's, and it's the IRS is yeah. very I'm good at getting their money.
2: They're very good oh, at getting their they money. They know more than
1: you do mm-hmm. about your money half the time. They, they'll be like, remember you got that check back, right. you know, at the top yeah. of the year? And if they owe you money, they're not going to hunt you
0: down to give no. it to you. But when right. you owe them money, it's
2: and another reason, honestly, to be really organized, like uh, Tanya, I loved when I, when you showed us your drive, your Google Drive, and everything was so organized. <laughs> it was like I, like I'm so happy. But part of running a business is being really organized because. Yes. People like um, you can get audited like really quickly, you know, and you have to justify a lot of expenses and stuff like that. So if you are prepared, you're not going to be scared because you have everything that you need to show. And, you know, and this stuff is complicated. Nobody is just like knows how to run a business. And, you know, and at the end of the day, the thing that is true, whether you hire somebody or you do it yourself, uh, it's your money and it's your responsibility. So you need to you need to trust the people that you hire to help you. Like manage your money, but you also need to know what everything means that you sign. So Absolutely, what every, yeah, that's that's critical knowing what everything. Because you can't means be like
0: my accountant screwed me.
2: Yeah, your account's not so liable. Yeah, no, yeah, If the, yeah, that I, was if if the IRS comes for you, yeah. your account is they not liable care. at all. So you know, it's like think about it like you're getting an MBA and you need to know what every what everything is. But really, you know, it's like prepare ahead of time. I'm a January Tax Club person. I try to do all my taxes in January. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, girl. And then I don't I'm even, just like, like,
0: I... This is me calling my accountant like two weeks before mm-hmm. taxes I do. But i tell you what I do, make sure I do. Now, first of all, I'm going to say, when I first started my business, you know, I did make the mistake of not having a separate business account, because it was all kind of new to me, and I was learning as I went along, but mm-hmm. I got incorporated, but then I never opened up the bank account in my, you know, company's name. And so my accountant, you know, I, I got a really good accountant, and the first thing he told me was you have to do that, because it's going to be so much easier for you to actually be able to write things off, you know, when you open up your own account for your business. So I finally opened up my account, which made things a lot easier, a lot more simple for me. I got a credit card, like you said, um, Amina, for that account so that it was easier for me to make sure that I didn't mix those expenses with my personal expenses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything that I have business related, I pay out of that account. So it's just nice to have those two things uh, separate. And then, it was just important for me. I think hiring an accountant that's really good is important because you need to know what you can and can't write off. Yeah, that's true. Because there's the certain wrong things yes, want... tell me about it. The,
1: listen, the wrong person. Like, you just don't want the wrong person managing your money.
0: Because they would be writing off things you're not supposed to. Because and... we learned.
1: I learned. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're <laughs> going through right now. But, yeah, and, you know, th- there are different types of taxes. And it's been, Jessica, things to keep in mind. Um, the most common types of taxes are, you know, income tax, employment mm-hmm. tax, excise tax, property tax sales and use
2: tax if estimated you, tax if you have a merch store like we do you have to pay taxes on that yep. and it's so complicated it's, that's why it's, it's important so, to bring somebody yeah for, for our podcast when we sold merch last year it was like oh some states we have to pay taxes in some states wow. we don't have to pay and you have to know all of I that stuff I did not stuff. know that luckily
1: I don't know which um, system you use but some of the systems I use like um, my checkout it will let me know like based on where the person is ordering from whether or not the taxes you're responsible for taxes because that's the tricky thing about online businesses you could be in a state where they wouldn't tax but the person is buying it in a state where they tax. So that's like looking for that software to support you because yeah, taxes get tricky and that's why you need someone who's an expert in it um mm-hmm. i i recommend people diy a lot of their finances mm-hmm. but not taxes right like, that's the one thing because you can actually go to jail that.
2: Like, <laughs> as we've seen <laughs> yeah right? no people go <laughs> so to jail all the
1: time. People. like it's the one thing you don't want to play with
2: and that. it's also like it's so easy you know it's like when i think about the the checks that i've had to write you know for taxes it's always like a big amount you know you're writing like a twenty thousand dollar check it's a forty thousand dollar check it's no fun, but it's also the kind of thing where if you didn't plan, that's literally how you get behind it. You're never gonna catch up. Right. Like saying that you're gonna save forty thousand dollars to <laughs> like give to it, the it's IRS gonna come back around. Like mm, that's again. not. It's like that's not gonna happen. So it's I, the kind of thing where if you're not on top of it, you are going to fall so far behind and yeah. then you go to jail. Can't you also so,
1: like make payments?
2: You can. You can. you can.
1: you can make. You can set up a payment
2: plan. Right. So. But even
0: before your taxes are due, like yeah. an estimated. You, you can. Yeah, wrap.
2: I pay quarterly estimated mm-hmm. taxes, I'm and you in quarterly. got you. Yeah, my account. Just you have to, I got moved to quarterly I yeah. was not a quarterly No, a quarterly quarterly is great. The only thing is that you have to know what the estimation is and you can actually get a penalty if you underpay. But it's better to pay something than mm-hmm. not. So the penalty will but be a lot less. The other thing about the IRS is there's so many IRS scams, especially when you own a business. If somebody calls you on the phone okay, and never. tells you that you owe taxes, <laughs> that's not true. The IRS yeah. only yeah, communicates they, they with not. you. They, they only, only communicate it, yeah. with you like with like they only communicate with you in writing. And it sounds very scary, but you can seriously call like I've had things fixed. You can call them, it's just like another government agency. Girl, I hate that IRS will, mail. I hate
0: Oh, can I just say your day I got a letter from the IRS. I got home and I had a bunch of mail because I was out of town and there was a thick envelope from the IRS. Like, I was, they were
2: like, Angela, so you going to jail. <laughs> but
0: I opened it and it just said that I owed it. It wasn't even a lot of money, but I guess something yeah. must have, from my taxes in 2016, yeah. something got
2: reported that you're I didn't like, have. It's and, like you hold your breath. I know, but that's, nope, mail, I, that's mail that you gotta open. I know. You gotta I know. open I know. It, it and it's timely.
0: On my mail last night, that was the only thing I did open because I was like, look, I need to face this. I gave myself a talk because we do this podcast and I'm like, I always talk about opening your mail and so I'm going to actually practice what I preach and the only thing I opened right then was that and it wasn't that big of a deal it's something I have to make sure I take care of you know right away but it wasn't even a lot of money and it helps you
1: go to bed with a clear conscience you know you're not I was like I ain't going to jail what's in that envelope what's (laughs) in that envelope dreaming about it don't get scared now while we're talking
0: about taxes did you know that if your business is in an area where there was a major disaster or emergency you can get a faster refund if you file an amended return and you claim disaster related losses
1: yeah I don't think a lot of people know that's available Mm -hmm. to them though and it is important to understand like what is disaster related and you can probably just contact them and check in with them like you know if you had a tornado or you had a flood or you know a hurricane or something like that just check in with them To see if that qualifies As a disaster Now you know I also always say With great risk Come great rewards
0: Now as a freelancer Or a small business owner You may be unaware Of some of the risks Of doing business But there's good news There's ways to help Ensure that you are protected Like for example Getting sued Have either of you Ever been sued? Thank God no Thank God no That's not part of my story knocking (laughs) on (laughs) this
2: table No Well but you know Part of that too Is that you just need To figure out What the right business Structure for you is And so for me, I knew that I wanted to set up an LLC because then it, you know, it separates your own personal liability from your business liability. Mm-hmm. So when Amina LLC gets sued, I don't feel like I'm getting sued. Right. It's fine. It's your entity. Right. It's my entity. And also, you know, the, the um, it's also smart for taxes because you get all sorts of like different breakdowns. And you know, the thing about it is that you need to know what all the different types of like LLCs are that you can have. It's like you can have a sole proprietorship, you can have a general partnership, you can have an S Corp, and all of that has repercussions down the line. But again, when I when I set up my LLC, I just I went to a lawyer mm-hmm. who specializes in doing this. Mm-hmm. And all in all, with like her time setting up the whole thing, it was like I think it was like six or seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Is your business registered
1: in New York? Mm-hmm. My business really? is registered so in is New mine. York. Really I registered mine. Mine's not registered in New York. I mine. well, I live here so that's I was why living I registered. Time, sure. but it's just like um, I know that process was where you had to advertise it in a publication yeah. and so forth mm-hmm. I don't want to go through all that I
0: wanted I, to get my MWBE too though oh New yeah because you
1: do and I see I'm like a, yeah. I'm an online entrepreneur so yeah. and and plus I knew so I was all moving and so forth I just think that it's important to understand like you know uh, incorporating a business in your in your particular location and like you I mean I decided to go with the LLC too just because of the nature of the work that I do I'm helping people kind of coaching people and if something was to go wrong you know I'm going to ensure that I do everything that something doesn't go wrong for a client. But you just never know. Like someone could get scolded and just decide to try to sue me or sue my company. And so you're not coming for Tanya. You're going to come for not just for profit. (laughs) So what is is the difference
0: between like an LLC, an S Corp, a general partnership and a sole proprietorship?
2: I'm not an accountant. <laughs>
1: I don't even know if it's like. Listen,
2: LLC just means limited liability, mm-hmm. so it means that you're pushing off the liability from you personally. So, but sole proprietorship, general partnership, and S corp are part are different kinds of LLCs that you can have. Like I have an S corp because in an S corp you can um, you can pay yourself a salary. Mm-hmm. So I generate mm-hmm. my own W two. So like. That's why it's gonna be helpful for house buying down yeah, the line. Yeah, it'll be really helpful. Where I'm like, so I do payroll every month, but in a lot of LLCs, you don't have to do that. But if yeah, you ask Corp specifically, yeah. I do payroll, and so I pay myself mm-hmm. a salary every month, and you and take then, taxes out, and I take t- I pay um yeah I pay FICA I pay like social security all of that That's stuff. And then you but also it give also yourself means
0: insurance like yeah, and insurance. so
2: and I buy my health insurance that way, and all of that stuff. So it also means that for me, like the and the reason that I wanted to do it is again because I was thinking about home ownership down the line, and one of the things that they ask you if you're a freelancer is for like ten years of. You know, like freelance income and all that stuff. And I was like, well, if I just have a W-2, that cuts down a lot of the paperwork. And I do have a W-2 as an employee of my own, um, of my own thing. And also it just makes it easier to stay. Like the way that I spend money, it just makes it easier for me where I'm like, I have a set salary and then everything else just sits in the bank and then. I it does so we yeah. all have
0: LLC's yeah we have
1: LLC's yes. but I will say in the home buying process if you are a freelancer you need two years if you're a freelancer you have your own business you only need two years of that your real income
2: realtor that I talked to last year told me ten years no Whoa, that's like
1: I mean the IRS I think what what's the auditable I think they can only audit you like can, up to six years I think years it's like back. six or seven years yeah no ten years no it's two whatever those Christian <laughs> forgiveness years are
2: <laughs> it's like yeah, seven years no. and then you don't owe anybody money
1: anymore most people yeah it's two years so just and I mean that's why it's important to just I mean I think certain markets are more more competitive than others, and maybe New York is like you need to oh, prove that you are super competitive. Yeah, that you are a strong candidate, but especially. And I don't even want to just, I don't even want to say a place. But in uh, other places, you know, more rural, less competitive yeah. markets. Too and also when um,
0: the, the price of the houses matter, too. Yeah, you know, definitely yeah. like,
1: you know, the markets that we live mm. in, homes are not less than six hundred, seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Right. Like it's, And it, that
0: affects the amount of money that you have to put mm-hmm. down as well.
1: Yeah. And the money you borrow. Like banks are a lot more scrupulous about mm-hmm. seven hundred thousand dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars. A jumbo yeah. loan. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're like, what? You
2: know, one, going back to one of the things that we talked about earlier about being like super super organized. The thing about your LLC is that you have to stay in good standing. So that also means like updating your address, opening the mail that they send you. paying doing, those you know, fees. You got to yeah. pay those fees because the thing is that like if you don't keep your corporation in good standing, somebody who sues you can go after your personal assets because your your LLC is not in good standing. So to be in good standing just means you got to stay current on your fees, your state filings, and then you have to keep good books with a clear distinction between business and personal finances. So don't think mm-hmm. you're invincible just because yeah. you have an LLC or It is right. not a Teflon
1: vest.
0: Another,
2: like, it is another mistake that I see a lot of people who have LLCs do is that whenever they sign contracts, they don't sign it through the LLC. <gasps> yeah. They sign their name on mm. it. And they don't realize just because you have an LLC doesn't mean that you just say I have an LLC. Yeah, when yeah. you endorse a contract, your LLC has, it has to be, be made be, out to your it has to be made Major out
0: employee ID number exactly yeah, I guess, that tr- that social, social security number like sending
1: over your employee ID number instead yeah. of your social security number you I made that. that mistake my first year in business as I was sending my social security number over and they were uh like uh, my friend pulled me to the side he was like listen honey no <laughs> You you have and I had an employee ID number I just really didn't know the difference
2: like right, I yeah. just didn't know
0: I don't even like my social security number out there floating around I know right. and
2: I do the you know and sometimes you really don't think about it I think especially for people like us who we do public speaking and we do you know like writing or whatever. But for me, I do pretty much everything under my um, under my company name. So yeah. even if it's just like I'm writing an article and it's $250, that's what I do. And I'm like, I am an entity that does that.
0: Well, make sure you visit letstarttoday.com. There's additional resources available there for you. And we're also telling you right here, right now, make sure you talk to an accountant, talk to an attorney, and you can get some help or advice there. It's yeah. an
2: investment in your own business. Business. The It'll structure. actually save yeah. you money in the long run. It'll you save, save you so, so much, much money, money and, and it,
1: yeah. heartache and just concern and amending your taxes and everything. Yeah, else. And, if and I, you
2: don't set up the right structure for your business, you already made a big mistake there. And, and then it's you don't get the come right back, mm-hmm. It's going to come back to haunt you. Like the, the wrong structure, more, yeah. the wrong people. You're going to hate
1: your business, you and know? And I
0: highly advise that when you do, like, whenever I do my taxes, I go and sit down with my accountant and go through everything with him face to face. I know there's people that just send it in and everything. Not yeah, we need to and talk about And that's this. fine, but I like to go and sit down and go over everything and ask him any other additional questions that yeah. I might have. Just because for me, I like to know what's going on. It's really helpful to me. I want to know everything that you're putting in. What are my write-offs going to be? What do you, you know, if there's any other questions? Yeah. At least I'm sitting right there in front of you. You can ask them to me on the spot. I can ask you whatever right there. So I always make sure I take the time to do that. Agreed. I definitely agree. I'm that's very hands-on money. when
2: it comes to my sh- money. Your money, your responsibility. Always. At Moolah Shai on Twitter wrote us using the hashtag live colorful with two L's, remember? I'm interested in starting a nonprofit and the grant writing is intimidating. Any advice on seeking grants as a beginner?
0: Now, last season, we featured a different Amina, Amina Daniels, on the podcast. So, there were two Aminas. Mm-hmm. Um, she told us the grant money and services that she got from Hatch Detroit and the Motor City Match were crucial to getting her business off the ground. Now, our Amina, in here with us right now, you actually were a grant writer. So, give us some advice.
2: So... There is so much free money out there in grants. When I talk to people who administer grants, one of the things that they always say is that they never have enough people who apply for them. Apply, yeah. And part of the reason is that they don't, um, you know, they don't do marketing and publicity, right? And so that's why you don't know. But you should know, especially if you are a young woman, there are a lot of people who want to give you money. And if you're a person of color, there are also a lot of people who want to give you money. And if you're neither of those things, there are also a lot of people who want to give you money. So (laughs) one one of the first places that you can go to is to Google.com and just look up the grants in your area. You can also go to grants.gov that is actually administered by the government and you can find out so much more. Amina Daniels that we had on the podcast last year, for example, like talked about the Hatch Detroit and the Motor City match that she got and that's how she was able to get her business off the ground. And, um, you know, so for young entrepreneurs, there are many, many ways that you can do this. Grant writing, it is intimidating, you're right, but there are a lot of resources online to teach you how to do it write. And um, like anything else, it's just a lot of technical writing. You can learn it if people like random people like me can do it you can do it
0: you're not a random person get out of the (laughs) room
2: yeah but you know it's just it's not that scary it's just a lot of paperwork and again it's a lot of it is just about like staying organized and being on top of it if you are very 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 intimidated there are actually grant writers that you can hire and depending on where you live it can be not that expensive and Mm -hmm. even if it is sometimes the money can come out of the grant it might be someone
1: who just really believes in your
2: business you know a lot of times
1: people are just really connected to the idea. Some people definitely want to get paid for it. Some people might want to test out their grant writing skills and yeah. so forth. And I know that, so my previous life before my fab Finance, I worked at a nonprofit, like my undergrad degree is in public administration. So we did a lot of grant writing at the YWCA where I worked at. And it was just one of those, and my last job too, and it was just being very clear. One thing I found in the grant writing process is a lot of people want to add a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. And it's being very clear. Let's like, get this right is to what, it. This is what you're going to get from giving us money. This is how the money is yeah. going to get used. You know, this is why the money is needed and so forth. They don't need that whole sob story. Like, they just want to know how you're going to use their money,
2: what you're going to use the money for. And you're an entrepreneur, so it means that you're actually doing good for your city. So the other thing is, Know the people in your city hall. A lot of grant writing, honestly, is just networking. It's and and connections. Talking to people. Like they ask you to That's go apply it. for something. Just to make, make this it formal. Like go to city hall. Go to your local chamber of commerce. Like meet the people who um, administer your town. The the SBA, the Small Business Administration. Mm-hmm. Also, there's so many resources. Been helping there. me. There's so many resources <laughs> that you can get. And so I say, either pick up the phone or actually go to these offices. Mm-hmm. They want to help you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of get times you have
0: classes and everything mm-hmm. that are free and. people People that can actually sit down with you and go through the whole process with you,
2: right? And there are also a lot of seminars. Like if you just type in your city plus entrepreneur plus grant, a lot in Google, a lot of things will come and up. And you guys pay for the SBA
0: services and your taxes, so yeah. you might as well take that. advantage
1: of it. Like you're you're giving up free money on two like two ways. You're giving up free money by not applying for grants, and you are supporting those services that help people get grants. And so yeah, it's like
2: here are some really easy grants actually that anybody can look into. The Amber Grant was started to help women achieve their entrepreneurial dreams. Every month, one winner is given a $500 grant and at the end of the year, one of the 12 winners is awarded an additional $1,000. That's $1,500 that you did not have before. Mm -hmm. There is also the potential opportunity to get further angel investors and mentors. The application only requires giving a small introduction of your business or idea. That's so easy. right? That's so easy. The National Association for Self-Employment and N-A-S-E Growth Grants Program allows business owners to apply for financing a particular small business need. Past recipients use funds to purchase computers, hire part-time help, and create marketing materials. I could use this grant. Yeah,
1: and then there's there's a Dare to Dream grant that encourages students to move through business creation process by offering business development seminars and up to $10,000 in funding. Like, that's a lot of money for a student.
0: So there's grants everywhere. The trick is to just dig and network, do the work, okay? The money's not going to just fall out of the sky into your lap. Visit your local municipality, Chamber of Commerce or Small Business Administration for grant resources. There are grants for those in the transportation industry and in the rural communities all over the place. Everything. There's yes. A grant for everything. Go to grants.gov again. Grants.gov.
1: baby and buy a home woo, woo.
3: <laughs> sorry there's a woo yeah. goals well, <laughs> is
1: a certified financial education instructor a student loan expert and the creator of yourmoneyworth.com where she offers financial resources to millennials in the united states and the caribbean to get rid of debt and build a positive net worth hello melissa thank you for joining us
0: Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Now, you know, we want to start by getting into your financial journey. In this episode, we talked a lot about assets versus liabilities. Student loans are something that can be both. So can you break down some of the different types of loans that you had and how they compare?
3: Well, I had all of the loans. <laughs> so I had federal, um, unsubsidized student loans, federal, subsidized student loans, and an international private student loan from the Caribbean and a U.S. private student loan from Beach
2: Can you tell us what the difference is between the U.S. student loans and the Caribbean
3: student loans? So the structure is basically the same as a private regular U.S. student loan. So you go to the lender, they underwrite the loan based on your credit worthiness, and then they offer you the student loan um, to pay for your education. The main difference is In the Caribbean, your student loan has to be secured with some type of collateral, so that usually means both having co-signers, such as your parents or some other family member, and putting up property. So, for example, the loan would be, you know, have a lien against your home, or if you have land, or if you have some cash or investments, you have to actually provide those collateral to secure the loan um, in the Caribbean student loan. That's scary. Yes. I know. So basically
1: <laughs> if you don't have any assets, you don't get student loans
3: in the Caribbean? Yes. Wow. There, yes. And that, that presents a big problem because um, you need the student loan, you know, to leverage that to get a higher education. And the student loan system was created really to uh, expand the access to higher education for Caribbean people. But, If people who who really need the help is the ones who don't have the access. then that presents a challenge for them, financing, education, and basically using that to, you know, increase their earning potential.
2: Absolutely. I, like, you sound like somebody who obviously had a plan from the very, very beginning to tackle all of this. Can you walk us through what you were thinking when you got the debt and then once it was time to start paying up, how you tackled that?
3: You know, when I graduated from undergrad in 2007, there were no income-based repayment plans at that point. Um, the only thing that was offered was to consolidate your federal student loans, and then I had these other private loans as well. So I just started by figuring out, you know, what do I actually owe? Who do I owe it to? There are all these different loans, especially when it comes to federal student loans because you're issued loans every semester. So when you graduate, you have all these different accounts. So I consolidated my loans. And what's Mm -hmm. funny is, during the consolidation of my federal student loans, you know, I tracked down all these different loans and I submitted my application and then I thought that I realized that, hey, there's another student loan, federal student loan that I didn't include. And I (laughs) went back and I had to update my application (coughs) and say, oh, you know, this is an additional federal student loan. And the representative on the phone was like, wow, you had another loan? So, you know, I just feel like to so you know, the effort it took, to even the first that of, of finding and tracking down what I bought. That's stressful.
1: Yeah, because I know, like, things move fast when you're in school and you don't think about repaying them and they're just like, well, you need this and you just like signing paperwork and... Or you know it, you have all these loans everywhere.
2: Right. And we were all told that it was an investment. The other thing too is she says that, um, Melissa, you say that you graduated in two thousand seven, which is exactly when the recession started. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the year that I graduated. It's so it's stressful situation. I, yeah. So I, I really love that advice that you gave about looking at you know, like looking at schools that you can afford versus like schools that you think that you should be going to and thinking about um, the finances of that up front.
0: Now, we're also taping this episode a few weeks after graduation season. There was a post on your blog where you suggested some ways that grads can save and invest their cash gifts. Can you take us through some of those? Investing
3: of cash gifts? So, I have thought about that. You know, I, I love sharing that because when I graduated in 2007, you know, I was a, a immigrant student. Um, you know, I didn't really have my immediate family, you know, with me. And, of course, I didn't know much also faking on in student loans, I didn't know much about the other side of finances, which is investing, Um, you know, making your money grow outside of just a savings account. And I had a, a classmate and she said to me, you know, my parents gave me a what IRA for graduation. And I said, what is that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that in the post, I share that, you know, when you get cash gifts for graduation, it's a celebratory um, season. You know, you've worked hard. Um, and you might be tempted to just, you know, blow that money. You know, of course, you're, you deserve to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I hear that you can use those funds to help you um, build up, you know, a small emergency fund as you're kind of launching on your own. Um, and you can also take some of that money, you know, in the case that you get in cash to start your own IRA. If You know, I as fortunate as my friend, who, who here once could have funded that for fund, all right. Um, Also, you know, you're going to be moving maybe to a new city, so you can use some of those funds as well to build up your um, funds for moving into a new apartment, you know, security deposit, and things of that nature. And, you know, just, of course, use some to have some fun with, but some of those steps you can use to kind of jumpstart your investing and saving and, and putting yourself on the right financial footing out of college.
1: Absolutely. I think that, you know, most of us, I don't know
2: about you guys, but when I got my graduation money, it was like, I don't know what I bought. I did did not get any graduation money, so I don't understand what all of you people are talking about. When I got my, (laughs) I remember my graduation money, I got a check for
0: $2,000 from my grandfather. It was the most money I ever had at one time in my life, but I was in debt, like way more than that, so I ended up having to take all that money, and I'm glad that I did take it to pay off my credit cards because I could have just spent it, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to just start over at zero again and get rid of some of that stress. No, I, was
2: a, I was an international student with like, from a poor family. I got no graduation I family, money. I did get some Nothing. Can you tell us about the Money Massive crew? The Money Massive crew. You can say it
1: with an accent. I don't wanna
2: say it with not, money Listen, oh, the Money anytime, Massive crew. Listen, anytime I try to do a Caribbean accent, it sounds like an <laughs> Irish accent, so I'm not gonna do it. I'm half Caribbean, but... <laughs> <laughs> I can say I don't know. That's all. Oh <laughs> the Money Massive
3: crew. Tell us about the... Bloop. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> yeah, <Air> yeah, horn. <laughs> the Money Massive School is just Money Massive. Crew. Of, yeah, Money Massive um, is is just a community of millennials who you know are focused on leveraging the education that they've worked so hard to achieve to increase their knowledge about money and really focus on building a positive network. Um, the Money Massive School. You know, we are focused on earning more in interest than we pay, and really building a positive network um, awesome. over time. I love that earning
2: more interest than we pay. How are you leveraging Caribbean culture to foster positive money habits?
3: Oh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> so, in Caribbean culture, mm-hmm. we don't learn a lot about investing, um, and we don't have as much as in, as much access to investing in the stock market and so on, but the lessons that I learned from my Caribbean culture is a sort of aversion to debt, not that you don't use debt and you don't leverage it, but debt is a tool and it's something that you owe that you should definitely prioritize and pay it off. So, you know, I always remember my father saying, you know, I don't want to owe anybody. I don't want to owe anybody. So whatever I owe, I need to prioritize it and pay it it off quickly. And then, you know, the money that I was owing, you know, I have that to use for myself. Um, another thing that I use for my Caribbean culture is pooling resources mm-hmm. across households. So, <laughs> in the Caribbean, of course, we have nuclear families, but we really operate, um, you know, across our extended families, so it was not uncommon for my aunt to be providing child care. For me, after school, and then my, my mother, you know, providing maybe school resources for another aunt or another cousin. So, by pooling our resources for childcare and even financially, when there's one family member who's going through a financial crisis, that really strengthens how you can weather those financial storms. And even living here in the US, um, after I finished um, graduate school and went on to start my career, my family actually migrated from Kentish and even in the Caribbean to the US in the middle of the recession as well, and they weren't able to get jobs right away. So I actually helped to support them and pay their rent mm. while I was working. But then when I had my son, my father actually provided child care for me when I went back to work initially. So just using that culture of, spreading your resources across different households yeah. to go through those financial um,
0: tough times. And my grandfather was always saying, save your money, buy a house, save your money, buy a house. That was always his thing. And I remember growing up, my grandfather definitely owned his house, left it to my mom when he moved back to the Caribbean and, um you know, built a house there. And that's what he always said to me was, when are you going to buy a house? Stop paying rent, buy a house. It was always ingrained in me. <sighs>
3: Yeah. I think yes, important. Caribbean people have a very strong, we um, in owning land and owning property. And, you know, that is something that we definitely strive for, is owning land and property and having a place of your own, for I sure. That's
1: important, because I feel like in the U.S., we have a culture of debt where it's like debt is okay and it becomes a way of life. So I think that's important. I think that's something that people could learn from our immigrant, um, our immigrant friends. And family members. So well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your money journey with us. Let everyone know where they can connect with you online.
3: You can connect with me at yourmoneyworth.com Um, right on the homepage. You can join the money matters tool there. And I'm so happy to join this conversation and thanks so much for having me. So much, bah, bah, <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Take care.
0: Well, that's all we got time for this week. I'm going to miss you guys. I know. For more info on liabilities and taxes, visit letstarttoday.com and search liabilities and taxes. <laughs> okay? Could it be any more simple? If you want more information on liabilities and taxes, then search it on letstarttoday.com. All
1: the things I don't want
2: to know about.
1: <laughs> and could you please continue to send us your questions and comments using the live colorful to Al's hashtag? And we may use them on an upcoming episode. You can also email us at Colorful Lives Pod, P O D at Gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail on the Colorful Lifeline at 646-580-0576.
2: If we use your question, we'll send you a signed copy of Tanya Rapley's new book, The Woo-hoo! Money Manual. Money oh, I'm tea. writing a question in. I know. I'm yeah, writing a question in too you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I need yes. a Colorful
0: Lives ColorfulLivesPod at gmail.com. Okay.
2: <laughs> we'll have new episodes dropping every Wednesday all summer long. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Sound cloud to be the first to hear brand new episodes when they drop colorful lives presented by state farm is a loudspeakers studios production our executive producers are matt raz and chris murrow the show is engineered and edited by Dwayne crawford for more information on colorful lives and other loudspeakers podcasts follow at lsn podcast on twitter or loudspeakers network on instagram